0: Most of us don't just want to read our Bible. We want to enjoy it. We want to understand it. This is the Bible Field Guide podcast. We make the Bible make sense. In today's episode, we'll explore why understanding the culture behind the Bible helps make it come alive. And it also protects us from misunderstanding and even misapplying what's happening in its pages. Does an image pop into your head when I say stars and stripes or the star-spangled banner? If someone told you to fly the flag, would you know what they meant? Or if he saw a flag, would you understand the symbolism, the 50 stars? What do they stand for? The 13 stripes? My guess is if you grew up in America, the answer to those questions is yes. So I want to do a little thought experiment. I think this will be fun. I'm adapting this from an Old Testament scholar named John Walton. So here's what I want you to do. Imagine that you are an alien, okay? And you're coming to earth for the first time. And on your planet, there is no such thing as nations. You and your fellow aliens, you don't identify as a nationality. Instead, you identify yourselves by the specific kings you serve. And you also identify yourselves by your kinship group, by your extended family, right? So by the king and your kinship group. Oh, and by the way, you have never, ever seen a flag before, okay? So imagine that you land on earth, and when you get there, you hear someone say, fly the flag. What, what do you think you think they mean? Well, maybe in your mind, the flag, that must be an airship that they can fly around, Well, after that, you hop back into your spaceship, and you go flying over town on the 4th of July, and all of a sudden, people start shooting red, white, and blue potassium nitrate bombs at you. Well, you know, you think about declaring war, but thankfully you're a peaceful alien, so you move on. And then, in a different town, you see flags. You see flags in the lawns, hanging from flagpoles, and you wonder, what do those mean? Uh, Perhaps they're just some sort of fancy decoration? Maybe everyone is just celebrating their favorite colors, red, white, and blue. And so you, you land and you ask an earthling to explain the flag to you. And the earthling says, oh, okay, that's easy. The flag, it, it symbolizes his nation. And he goes on to say that he's a part of the United States of America. And he says that the stars represent all 50 states and the stripes represent the original 13 states. Now, hearing that, you are totally confused, and so you ask him, what's a nation? What's a state? Now, at this point, the poor earthling seems pretty stumped. He says, well, I, I don't know. I mean, it-, it seems so obvious that it's kind of hard to explain. Nations, they they make laws, I guess, and they keep people safe, and they provide help when people are in need. Now, you think you understand, so you say, your nation is kind of like your king, Right? and your flag, it must represent your your president, doesn't it? In your states, those are basically your, your kinfolk, aren't they? Well, now the earthling seems super confused. He starts to try to explain himself and then finally shrugs his shoulders and says, kind of. I could keep the experiment going, but I think you kind of get the idea. N.T. Wright is a leading New Testament scholar and theologian, And he helpfully defines culture as a network of stories embedded in symbols and practices. Now, that can sound a lot headier than it really is until we consider our flag, right? A story is embedded in that symbol. The story of colonization, taxation without representation, the Declaration of Independence, the Revolution, the ratification of the Constitution— That story, and a lot more than that, are loaded into countless symbols and practices in our country. The flag, the national anthem, fireworks, bands playing, marches, 4th of July speeches. When you grow up in the midst of all this, it kind of just makes sense, doesn't it? You would probably find it pretty difficult to describe the meaning of all these stories and symbols and practices to an alien from a different world. I know I would. And something similar actually happens when we read the Bible, because when we read the Bible, we actually enter into a wildly different cultural milieu. For example, I remember reading Numbers 2 verses 1 to 2 for the first time. A little bit of context. The Israelites are wandering around the wilderness at this point, and in this passage, God tells them how they're supposed to set up their camps while they're in the wilderness. We read this, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, The Israelites are to camp around the tent of meeting, some distance from it. So he says, Hey, there's the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, and the Israelites, they should be around it, but there should be some distance. And he says, Each of them under their standard and holding the banner of their family. Now, the first time I read this, I imported my own cultural understanding into this verse. I assumed that banners and standards were basically flags. I assumed that they represented something like a nation with a nation's rights. You know, they would represent a territory, boundaries. And I assumed that the relationships signified by the banner were basically national in character. The banner was a symbol of nationality. But this is actually pretty far off the mark. Those standards weren't a way of expressing nationality or territory boundaries. They were ways of expressing kinship, ways of expressing extended family. They symbolized an ancient ancestor that everyone in that group actually shared. And so the stories embedded into these banners and these standards, they're not the stories of nationhood. They're family stories. Every time we open up our Bibles, we are having a cross-cultural experience. We live in the West, but the Bible comes to us from the ancient Near East. We live in the digital age. They lived in the Iron Age. We go to the grocery store. They went out to the field. We speak English. They spoke Hebrew and Aramaic. We prize individual identity. They prized group identity. We come to the Bible as cultural aliens. And so, on the one hand, it's easy to mistakenly read our own culture onto or into the Bible. But on the other hand, it's also pretty easy to be judgmental towards the Bible, to assume that our Western worldview and values are superior to the Bible's. I think that the best solution is to do what you do in any cross cultural situation you try your best to enter in, don't judge try to understand the customs, taste the food, do your best to speak the language. Try not to make assumptions. At first, you're always clunky. You know, you make mistakes, you say silly things, you wish you could take things back. But the more effort you put into understanding the culture behind the Bible, the bigger payoff you'll actually get when you read the Bible. Because remember, this book It was written by real people, real authors writing to real audiences who shared a cultural world. The authors could assume that their audience understood that same cultural world. They were all a part of the same thing. If we want to hear what those original authors were trying to communicate to their original audiences, we need to try to hear their words the same way that the original audiences heard those words. This is why we're going to be doing culture guides on Instagram and here on the podcast, precisely so that you, as someone who wants to read your Bible, can walk a mile in those ancient sandals. I think that you're going to find that doing this not only makes the Bible make sense, but it's also going to challenge your own cultural assumptions, cultural superiority, and cultural values. And in the process, God is going to speak to you and transform you into a different kind of person. Hey, I want to thank you for listening to the Bible Field Guide podcast. Please subscribe and give us a rating if you like this content, it helps other people find it as well. If you don't already follow us on Instagram, I think you're probably going to want to check out some of the stuff that we're doing on there. It's just Bible Field Guide. You can click a link to it in the show notes. Or if you want to see the visuals we're doing on a different format, you can look at our website, biblefieldguides.com. We are still in the very early stages of this project, so uh, there isn't a ton out there yet. But here's the deal. We've got a lot, 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 lot more planned. So if you have any questions, thoughts, ideas, or musings, you can find my email on our website. Please reach out.